Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life through the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins, he pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 147. O praise the Lord, for it is a good thing to sing praises unto our God. Yea, a joyful and pleasant thing it is to be thankful. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem, and gather together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth those that are broken in heart, and giveth medicine to heal their sickness. 
He telleth the number of the stars, and calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord, and great is his power, yea, and his wisdom is infinite. The Lord setteth up the meek, and bringeth the ungodly down to the ground. O sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving, sing praises upon the harp unto our God. Who covereth the heaven with clouds, and prepareth rain for the earth, and maketh the grass to grow upon the mountains, and herb for the use of men. Who giveth fodder unto the cattle, and feedeth the young ravens that call upon him. He hath no pleasure in the strength of an horse, neither delighteth he in any man's legs. But the Lord's delight is in them that fear him, and put their trust in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God, O Zion. For he hath made fast the bars of thy gates, and hath blessed thy children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders, and filleth thee with the flour of wheat. He sendeth forth his commandments upon earth, and his word runneth very swiftly. He giveth snow like wool, and scattereth the hoarfrost like ashes. He casteth forth his ice like morsels, who is able to abide his frost. He sendeth out his word, and melteth them. He bloweth with his wind, and the waters flow. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and ordinances unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation, neither have the heathen knowledge of his laws. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirty-eighth chapter of the book of Ecclesiasticus. Honor the physician for the need thou hast of him, for the Most High hath created him. For all healing is from God, and he shall receive gifts of the King. The skill of the physician shall lift up his head, and in the sight of great men he shall be praised. The Most High hath created medicines out of the earth, and a wise man will not abhor them. Was not bitter water made sweet with wood? The virtue of these things is come to the knowledge of men. And the, and the meat high hath given knowledge to man, that he may be honored in his wonders. By these he shall cure, and shall allay their pains. And of these the apothecary shall make sweet confections, and shall make up ointments of health, and of his works there shall be no end. For the peace of God is over all the face of the earth. My son, in thy sickness neglect not thyself, but pray to the Lord, and he shall heal thee. Turn away from sin, and order thy hands aright, and cleanse thy heart from all offense. Give a sweet savor, and a memorial of fine flour, and make a fat offering, and then give place to the physician. For the Lord created him, and let him not depart from thee, for his works are necessary. For there is a time when thou must fall into their hands, and they shall beseech the Lord, that he would prosper what they give for ease and remedy. For their conversation. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. 
and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second verse of the fourth chapter of the Epistle to the Colossians. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us, that God would open to us a door for the word, to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Tychicus, a beloved brother, faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord, will tell you all the news about me. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that he may know your circumstances and comfort your hearts, with Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you. They will make known to you all things which are happening here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, about whom you received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him, and Jesus, who is called Justice. These are my only fellow workers for the kingdom of God, who are of the circumcision. They have proved to be a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has a great zeal for you, and those who are in Laodicea and those in Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Greet the brethren who are in Laodicea, and Nymphus, and the church that is in his house. Now when this epistle is read among you, see that it is read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that you likewise read the epistle from Laodicea, and say to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. This salutation by my own hand, Paul. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. 
he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who didst inspire thy servant, St. Luke, the physician, to set forth in the gospel the love and healing power of thy Son, manifest in thy church the like power and love to the healing of our bodies and souls, through the same, thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our first lesson here from Ecclesiasticus speaks of the role of physicians. This is obviously appointed for the feast day of St. Luke, because it's commonly accepted that St. Luke himself was a physician. And I think what this does is it speaks to the underlying, what we could say, um, or what we could call the underlying sacramental principle, which pervades our world. And that, and that is that God uses the created order, he uses the material as the means through which he communicates his grace. So the distinction between physical and spiritual is really false. What this shows us in an example like this is that consulting a doctor when we are ill should be seen as a means through which we are experiencing then the operative grace of God at work. And so again, this alleged dichotomy between spiritual and material, secular and sacred is actually false. So the skill possessed by the physician, as our text says, is actually something that is God-given. That is, it would not be present if it weren't for God. And it's given then in order that God might be glorified. Now, at the same time, it's interesting because the author admonishes us in our times of sickness to pray to the Lord, uh, to cleanse ourselves of our sin and to make sacrifice. And this is why the sacrament of unction or the sacrament anointed, as it's been historically celebrated, 
in the church is coupled with a confession of sin. This is based on the practice that we see presented in the epistle of James. So brass tacks here, if you're sick, you should go to the doctor and experience the grace that the Lord is giving you through the skills uh, that are present in modern medicine. But you should also go to the priest. You should also go to the church. You should confess your sins, make sacrifice, and receive the prayers of healing from the church, knowing that God is at work both in the doctor's office as well as in the pews. And then in our second lesson here, so Paul is, he's ending, so he's closing up his epistle to the Colossians, and he ends here with some final instructions and some final greetings. Significantly, I think, in verse 2, he tells the Colossians to continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. You know, in various places uh, in the New Testament, the New Testament com commends to us this virtue of vigilance in our prayer. And it seems that this, a little bit more specifically defined, has to do with being sober-minded in prayer, uh, being persistent in prayer, and being faithful in prayer. And I think we get this New Testament exhortation often for a couple of reasons. So the first is that it's so easy for us to fall away. It's so easy for us to wander from our prayer. And we've all had this experience, but usually our prayer is the first thing to go. If any sort of stress arises in life, our prayer typically is the first thing to go. It should obviously be the opposite. It should be the last thing to go, but oftentimes it's the first. And I think this leads into the second reason, and that is vigilance in prayer is necessary because of how powerful prayer actually is. The prayer of the righteous availeth much. And I really am coming to see and coming to the believe and coming to believe that every time we stop and we elevate our hearts and our minds to pray, I think we're confronted with the work of the devil. We're confronted with the work of the devil to try to stop us from our prayer because he knows just how powerful it actually is. So the thing about this is, is this usually manifests itself in ways that seem mundane and very ordinary to us, um, not something that we might uh, or ascribe to the work of the devil. It might be simple feelings of distraction, simple feelings of being tired, uh, doubts that come into our mind. We tend to give ourselves in the moment really any excuse that we can come up with to justify um, not praying, to say, I, I don't really need to do this right now. And I think it's helpful to look at this, to conceive of this through the lens of, of warfare, through the, through the lens of spiritual warfare, knowing that when we are experiencing these things, what we're actually then, experiencing then is the work of the devil to try to hinder us from our prayer. And I have personally found that conceiving of it in this way really gives us that or gives me at least the, the motivation there to remain vigilant, recognizing that every time I stop, even if it's for a brief prayer, that essentially we are kind of entering onto the battlefield. And it gives that motivation then to persevere through and to remain vigilant in prayer. So we'll continue now with our um, intercession on page 590. Take a second, call to mind those you're praying for.
Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant thee that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Hope you have a good night. Excellent Thank lesson, you, Father. Thanks. Have a wonderful evening, everybody.